0: With a clothing rental membership from Armour, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high-quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a 5-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today.
2: Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica.
0: Hi, Monica. Hey, Monica. You are listening to Dear Progressor, a monthly episode full of notes from your fellow progressors of the About Progress community. Hooray! It is my favorite episode each month, the Dear Progressor episode, where we get to hear notes from our fellow progressors which I hope can include you in the coming months. If you have not done this and thought about it, you must. You need to do it for yourself to prove that you can have the courage to do it. And remember, it's always okay to send me something that is not perfect. My show is never perfect. I am never perfect on this show. So definitely show up here. This month, we only had a few um, people who sent some things in, and that's totally fine. We're going to have months that are busier than others, but that's why I'm going to push you to share what you have to teach us or what you learned, okay? Before we dive into the shares, I wanted to kind of do a new feature as part of the Dear Progressor episode and talk to you about one of my biggest takeaways of the last month. Now, this might be something a guest uh, talked about, um, and it might be something I've just been thinking about throughout the month that maybe I didn't do a whole Girl Spur episode on, but that I still think matters. And then I'll also share a little update on my own Do Something bucket list, which I hope you're working on for 2019. So first, let me tell you about an aha I had this week. I was talking to my friend, Rachel Nielsen of the 3 and 30 podcast. And if you are familiar with her, with which I'm sure you are, each episode she has three, the guest shares three takeaways on a certain topic or she does. And um, she and I were talking about values. How do we live our values? And I, I talked to her, I, I share how I do this is very much who I am and what I value is reflected in my my habits, I think, in my routines. Because she was asking, do you have a practice where you remind yourself of your values every single day so that you can live up to them? And I really had to think long and hard about that, and I thought, you know, I think it's more that I have worked to cultivate some habits and routines in my life that reflect my values. So for example, and these came with time, by the way, but for example, I know every morning the first thing I'm gonna do is roll out of bed and say my prayers. And then I go and walk on my treadmill in the garage or do something in my house. And that reflects, um, that reflects two values I have there. One on my spirituality and one on my mental and physical health. Um, because when I'm going for those walks, it's more about my mental than it is even my physical. And when I'm listening, I, or when I'm on my uh, little walk or my workout, I usually try to listen to something spiritual first. So it's another routine or habit I have in place that reflects my values and that goes on throughout the day. Like I try to eat a good, healthy breakfast to reflect my value in investing in myself. I have some set routines about when I am posting on Instagram and when I am on social media and when my kids are present with me and what we do And when we, um, like I have a certain time of day where I always connect with my three-year-old and we do mommy school or we read books while our baby naps and the other two big kids are at school. And then in the afternoon when my four-year-old, my, um, sorry, he's actually five, is uh, having his quiet time, that's my work time. And that's a routine and it's a habit I have in place. And when the clock hits uh, 2.30 for me to go pick up my oldest daughter, I am off the work clock and I'm on my mom clock. So do you see how my daily habits and routines, I mean, I could go on about that, reflect my values. Never perfectly, never all tied up nice and neat in a bow, but they are ones that I work to implement and to carry on that I don't have to think about now. I don't have to have the energy um, to create uh, these routines that are also reflective of my values of connecting with my children, of being present with them and teaching them and also having passions for myself and time that I invest in myself and my own work and what I am building, which I can now, I'm um, trying to call what it is, what it is, a career for myself. Um, but having the divisions in place and routines and habits that support all of who I am. And again, never perfectly. Um, And now I'm working on creating new habits and routines and habits and routines of connecting with my husband as we've realized that is something that has fallen to the wayside of chatting each night in bed or once a week, um, talking about our week ahead. And these are new, that's a new habit and a new routine that I'm working on right now. So this whole month we talked about habits and I just want you to think about how are your habits and connected to that, your routines reflecting the values that you have. And if they're not, it's okay, but it's time. It is time for you to cultivate some habits and routines one by one, one by one, that reflect the values that are most important to you, but that perhaps might be being most neglected. I hope that you learned so much this month about your motivational style, about the sleep that you needed to work on, um, and how to let things go so you can better manage your time. That was a big part of the habits of managing our time. Those things all matter. I think I learned a lot about my motivational style from our guest, Adam Moore. I learned that in times past, I tried to be more control motivated and that didn't work for me. What I needed more was to be more value oriented, where I knew what the point was, what I was working towards. That's how I got past my eating disorders because before I was more getting my energy from a place of trying to control myself and my life. And when I instead tried to change because I knew the value of changing was more important to me than staying the same. In that same controlled way, I was able to work on it slowly, but surely over now 13 years. Um, And then sleep. Oh my goodness, I hope those two episodes were so helpful for you. Hundreds of you have joined the sleep makeover. It's a five-day sleep makeover that's free on my website about progress.com slash makeover with our professional Christy Lawler because I have changed so much of my sleep patterns. It's never perfect. Like right now, I'm recording this on Saturday night, Saturday night at 10:02 p.m. Because I'm about to go on a week trip to out. Sometimes it's a give and take. But I am now consistently sleeping around seven hours a night, which is a huge progress for me. So I learned a lot from that. And I hope you can too. Again, it's free. We want this to be helpful. So go to the and do the sleep makeover. And then from Jen Ridey, I learned so much about letting things go that do not matter. So much of what I was doing when I was trying to live from a place of control, whether that was my eating disorder, those really dark years after I um, had kids and I was trying to sort through things, I was living um, a way that was too, I was too focused on the things that didn't really matter. I was more focused on what I thought should matter, being the perfect wife and mom and mother. And ironically, trying to be perfect in all those ways made me less than in all of them. So what can you let go more of to reflect your values and what matters in your life and work on the habits? I hope that's all connected for you. So that's kind of my takeaways from the month and a quick update on my own do something bucket list. I will update that for you and link it in the show notes. You can go to aboutprogress.com slash do something 2019 to see mine. And I have read, um, over 10 books now. My goal is to read and listen to 50 I'll update that officially. Um, My husband and I I went on an adventurous date. We went to Hamilton and we did our first overnighter, which was awesome. Um, I've been swimming more lately and we've been doing more adventures with our kids. One of the things that right now where I'm living at my in-laws while we work in my bathroom. So that's going to involve a lot of home tasks I need to do. But one thing I want to work on is I have here to hike Mount Tam and that is something I really want to do. It's a nearby mountain I've never done. And related to that, I have go to Yosemite. So what I'm committing myself to is to talk to my husband about when can we do this? Because I really want to make this happen. And another one I'm going to commit with um, commit to with you now is to take a master class on acting. <laughs> I saw that Natalie Portman is doing one on, I don't remember the site it's on, but I'll try to find it for you and link to it where she teaches you about acting. And one of my other do things is to try out for a local play. So that might help me get that confidence. So there are things I'm definitely taking away out here, but I want to remind you, if you've forgotten your do-something list, so that's okay because I have two So dust it off and believe that you can do it and just start picking away at it. It's not meant to be perfect. You won't do everything on your list, but it's meant to inspire you. So those are the things I'm committed to doing. I have done more speaking, so that was on my list. But Yosemite, Mount Tam, and acting class. I think those are the things I'm going to be committed to doing this next month. Um, I want to hear about your do something list. How's it going for you? Send me a voice memo and I'll feature you on Dear Progressor for April. Okay, let's dive in to what we have from our fellow progressors this month. And again, since there were just a few entries, that's why I was able to talk more in the front here. But if we have more, you're, you'll hear practically nothing from me. I want these episodes to be you. Okay, you, you, you. So get on your phone, be courageous and share with me. One of the people who shared here is a client of my progress program. I didn't ask her to do it, just so you know, so that wasn't an ad space there, but I was so grateful that she'd be willing to show up and share what she's learned in the program. And today, um, it's going to be the last day for you to submit your application to be in the small group growth coaching for um, April. So get on there and do your application at progress.com slash progress program. Okay, let's talk about, well, not talk about, <laughs> let's get to your voice memos and what you learned this month and have to teach us your i'm totally flubbing this up but your fellow progressors
2: Hey Monica it's been a couple months since I've given an update um on your first podcast I left a voice message about my brother who's a recovering drug addict and I was so excited because I had him in the car and he was a captive audience and so I put one of your podcasts on and um it really helped him just get motivated to change. And um, I wanted to thank you for that again and tell you that he's still clean. Um, I think he's going on 90 days now. So I'm very hopeful and listening to your podcast really set him on a self help journey. And he's just been diving into all sorts of podcasts and just all the good things. So it's a good update. And once again, I think you're awesome. And thank you so much. Um, I've been listening this month to your podcast, and I really, really, really love the podcast on time management. Um, When she was talking about seeing a picture of herself on the floor, pregnant, cleaning up wrapping paper, I so related, and it's funny to look back at pictures of yourself, and sometimes I think, I don't even think I enjoyed that time in my life. Um, And it makes me sad, because there were some good times back then, but... It's almost like you're in so much chaos, you forget to stop and and enjoy what's most important. So I think that episode on time management was just truly brilliant and helped me so much. Um, I think it could help so many people. In fact, as I'm talking, I'm thinking I need to share this one on my Instagram stories because it truly made a difference for me in looking at my priorities and what to let go. So again, thank you. Um, I love your podcast and I think you're doing awesome
3: things. Hi, I know you have been talking about sleep this month as an important habit that we should, we should all work on. And, um, that made me think of my own bedtime mindfulness routine. And I thought it would be really helpful if I shared it. Maybe, maybe it can help somebody hopefully, (laughs) Um, I've struggled with sleep my entire life, so um, after reading several books about it, I finally came up with my own little uh, simple bedtime mindfulness routine, and it has really helped me, so hopefully it can help someone else out there, but it's just three little steps. The first one is calm your mind, so basically when I go to bed and I'm laying in bed, that's the first thing I think of um, is just calm your mind. And I repeat that over and over to myself until I feel like my mind is calming down and my thoughts stop racing and um, just kind of try to stop thinking. Um, And then the second thing is relax your body. So I do a body scan and I just see if I'm holding tension in any area of my body. Usually I'm holding tension in my shoulders and my neck. So I just kind of relax those areas and just make sure my whole body feels relaxed and comfortable. And then the third step is to breathe. And so I just make sure that I just slow my breathing down, take a deep, slow breath, and just try to really relax myself. And usually after that, I can fall asleep pretty quickly. Um, Sometimes if I have a lot of anxiety, then I have to kind of go through all three steps again. Um, a couple of times, but it always helps me calm down and relax and fall asleep. So um, the three, my three steps again are calm your mind, relax your body, and breathe. So anyway, hope that helps.
4: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, Monica. I have loved your program so far this year. It has really helped me develop into a better person so far, or at least put me on the right trajectory. And I'm really happy with the progress I've been making. I wanted to first share a story about something that happened to me a little while ago. It was probably about 10 years ago. I was getting to my mid thirties. I was living in a tiny, tiny apartment with three little kids, no sleep. And it was just a really, really hard time um, in my life. And I remember just kind of cleaning out a lot of the clutter in my apartment. And I just felt like I was not the person I wanted to be. I was just angry and frustrated at the time. And I, a part of that was just kind of cleaning out the clutter in a tiny apartment. You just got to clean out the clutter. And so I was doing that. And, um, I opened up a, a old notebook that I had journaled a little bit in and I turned to this page, and it had been dated almost exactly 10 years previously to when I was a newlywed, when I had just gotten married. And it was a list of goals that I'd made um, that January. So it was about almost 10 years later. I think it was nine years later, exactly. And uh, it stopped me in my tracks when I read those goals because out of those goals in the last nine years, I had accomplished almost every single item without really realizing, I had set those goals 10 years previously. I had moved to a major city. I had started a business. I had had children. I had traveled to a foreign country and learned a foreign language. These weren't small things that I had set a goal for. Um, And so in my mid-30s, when I felt like my life was kind of falling apart, I realized that it wasn't that I had become the person I wanted to be 10 years previously, my mid twenties mo- uh, woman would have been so proud of my mid thirties woman. And it really taught me so much. I hope you don't mind me crying. I haven't told this story in a long time, but I keep thinking about that. And I had it's been another 10 years since then. I'm in my, I'm going towards my mid forties now. And I actually haven't thought about that experience very often until I started taking, um, your course, I guess you could say, or listening to your podcast and really diving in to understanding who I want to become now. Um, now that my kids are getting a little older, now that I feel a bit of burden lifted, now that I'm getting sleep, my youngest is three, I finally am getting sleep after 12 years. Um, feeling a little less crazy, uh, a little less angry because of my lack of sleep. Anyway, I'm loving the progress I'm on and that I can I have you as my guide. And I love the comments and the community that is coming um, that I'm seeing among those who are following you and when I can hop onto your Facebook group and when I can listen to the podcast. Life is so busy and so I've, I feel like I've fallen a bit behind in keeping up, but I love that I can just dive in when I get these these chances to sit and think about my goals when I can sit and think down and write about who my 12 year old self wanted. Um, And I have just really loved it. Obviously I've gotten teary-eyed and I don't cry that much, but about the woman who it's time for me to be, who am I becoming now? And I know my 30 something year old self would be really proud of who I am now. And I hope I will continue that trajectory and so that my 50-something-year-old self will just be like, wow, I've done amazing things. They may seem small and it may be those little bits that we're doing, um, but I just love that you've brought that perspective back um, into my life. And I hope that my teary little message today can help someone see that they are doing an amazing job and that they're (laughs) sorry. Their younger self would be so proud of who they are right now. Thank you, Monica, for putting so much of your heart and soul into these projects and these podcasts and making these worksheets. I have loved the worksheets and love thinking about them. I think sometimes I even take too long in a way to think about it. Too long is, I'm sure, not the right word. But I see your your Instagram feed and asking questions. I'm like, oh, I'm still just thinking about these things. I haven't really put them into words. But I love the progress I'm making, and I love that you're helping me to see that progress. And it just makes me so happy. It really does. We're doing great things. Thanks.
5: Hi, my name is Heather, and I have had the awesome experience of working with Monica as my coach. And I just wanted to put a little plug in for her because she is a truly gifted listener. She can help you pinpoint the areas that you need to work on. She asks really good questions that challenge your thinking and help you discover how you need to grow. And I really think that if you listen to her podcast and it resonates with you, then you're probably a really good candidate to coach with her. And if you have an open heart and you come prepared to just let yourself be a little bit vulnerable, I think it can be a life-changing experience for you. It has been for me. So I just wanted to share that. And thank you, Monica.
1: Hi, Monica. This is Karina. Um, I'm sorry I didn't send this earlier. I've, I've been wanting to send you a sound bite the last couple times that you've called for them. But I love the idea of being able to change our habits. I think so many of the times when we think about changing our habits, we think about waking up early, going to bed, um, kind of these physical habits, which are a really good thing to do. And it's a good place to start. Or maybe it's exercising or eating well or things that people like to change. But one of the habits that I've been working on changing is not necessarily like a physical habit of something I do. But it's been more of a frame of mind. So I've realized the last little while that I've gotten into a habit of getting really stressed out. And I think that that's something that a lot of people do, that it becomes um, just a habit to always, always feel stressed out. And sometimes it's hard to stop it when it's something really that's taking place internally. So that's been something that I've been working on. And what I've been doing, I'm, uh, you know, things are a little bit crazy at my house. I've got five kids. And um, my oldest is nine, and then I have a seven-year-old, and then I have twins who are three and a two-year-old. And the last few years, especially since the twins and the baby were born, have been pretty much survival mode. So when the twins were 15 months old, I found out that I was five months pregnant with my youngest, (laughs) which you know, you hear about that happening. And I never thought that that was really true. And it was kind of a long series of events leading up to that point. I knew something was going on. I had got no, nobody caught it. I went to the doctor and things like that. And anyways, it was kind of when this habit of stress started, um, as far as I would even say it's more stress, more than just stress itself and kind of a habit of letting my mind whirl out of, out of control and think these thoughts like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. How how am I going to do this? This is too much. And it started kind of then when I realized, when I found out that I was, um, 20 weeks pregnant with my fifth and my, I had just survived my twins first year. Um, I kind of had this, you know, thought process that was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I, I just barely survived the twins. I can't do this. And, after she was born and kind of continuing on, um, I'd fall into that thought pattern really quickly and really easily. So, um, you know, if three babies are screaming and my husband was out of town, he travels a lot for work and I'd immediately go to that place of, Oh my gosh, I can't do this. How am I going to keep doing this? What? And I'd, I'd find myself kind of spinning into this negative thought process, which then in turn would have a physical effect. So either I'd yell at my kids. Or I'd feel exhausted. And um, we moved about a year and a half ago. Almost, I guess, almost two years ago. And after we moved and we're kind of settling in, I was having such a hard time. We had been in the same town for seven years before that. And I was really, really sad to move and leave our friends and support system that helped us through the twins and my surprise baby. And I kind of had this light bulb that went off and realized that my thought pattern had become a habit. This negative thought pattern had become really just a habit, and that's immediately where I went. And so um, through things, I had to make some sacrifices and changes. So I've been doing a yoga teacher training, and that's been helping a lot because I have committed to do a daily meditation for 20 minutes every day where I sit and meditate. And the interesting part about meditation is that I pick a spot and a position that I'm going to sit in and I'm going to stay in that position no matter how uncomfortable I get. And um, the longest I've meditated is up to an hour at a time, but my life's pretty busy. So normally it's only 20 minutes. Sometimes it's even less. um, and Sometimes I get interrupted by kids. And so I take a comfortable position where I'm going to meditate And then as discomfort comes up, so like maybe my legs start falling asleep or my back gets a little uncomfortable and I return my focus to my breath and I continually do that. And that's obviously what meditation is, right? Is that I, every time my mind wanders or if my mind wanders to an uncomfortable sensation that I'm feeling, instead of having a reaction, I return my focus to my breath. And the interesting thing is overdoing that for the the course of the last three months I have realized that I've been able to change the habits of my thought patterns. So now, when things get really stressful, it's almost like feeling those uncomfortable sensations, right? And I can let them pass, and I can let them... um, I can acknowledge them, and I can feel them, and then I can let it pass without having to react to them. And that has been so uh, profound and eye-opening for me to retrain my mind to not react to like a stress, you know, stress stimuli, essentially. So anyways, that's something that I've been working on and something that's been a lot more profound in my life than even if, you know, a physical habit of exercising or going to bed while all those things are important. Just changing the habit of my thought pattern immediately spiraling into this stress or, oh my gosh, this is too much. Anytime a stressful situation arises or when things are really hard, then, um, then I'm able to, like I said, kind of allow those feelings to come up. I don't just say, oh, don't be stressed. I allow that feeling to come up. And then I choose my reaction and my thought pattern that's going to go with it. And I say, okay. And sometimes I'll take a few deep breaths and then I'll, I'll pick a plan forward. So that's been something that's been really profound and life-changing for me is to um, change those, you know, those habits of my thought pattern. So anyways, that's all. Um, like I said, if, um, if I email this to you too late, then don't even worry about it. But that's just a little something I wanted to share. Okay, thanks, Monica. I love what you're doing. I think you're amazing. And um, I know you work really hard and I think you do an awesome job.